Welcome to On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 58 for the 27th of September, 2007. G'day, James. Hi there, Ian. How's it going? I'm doing very well, but uh, you seem to be spending all your time playing with your iPhone. Yes. Well, it's nice to be here with you today, Ian, as well. And uh, <laughs> it's good to see the iPhone in real life. Indeed. An Actually, object of desire. Indeed. I'm glowing in the fact of having one where not many other people do, which is... Uh, <laughs> in the UK, um, that's certainly true. Yes, indeed. And it is a, it's something we'll talk about later on, obviously. Um, mm. So, welcome, everybody, to On The Couch, episode 58. That's all right. And we're going to talk about... All the stuff to do with broadcast and technology, entertainment, and all that other good stuff in the UK, internationally. Bit of IPTV, bit of mobile, bit of heavy focus on the old iPhone, as I've got one. Absolutely. And big uh, gaming week as well. Uh, indeed. For the, for the world. And, and anything um, else we think is vaguely relevant. Is indeed, vaguely relevant. And if any of you have any things that you feel are relevant, do send us an email to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com and leave your comments and tips and reviews on iTunes. Indeed. So, Ian, uh, without further ado, what is going on in the UK? Well, there's been a dramatic shift. <laughs> Indeed, in the BBC, the BBC Trust, which is uh, an organisation of people that are allegedly uh, have the uh, the public's best interest at heart, right. have decided that it's okay to uh, put HD up. Uh, the problem being in the UK, of course, that uh, there's no bandwidth available right. until 2012. And so in the BBC's big plans for high definition, they're going to be broadcasting... Four hours of HD a day between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. <laughs> and those people with HD PVRs. <laughs> That's right. So they can record all <laughs> the Hopefully HD Hopefully my content. BT Vision box will do that because that mm-hmm. aims to sort it out. Can it do HD? Allegedly. Fantastic. Should do that price. Free. <laughs> um, and so now they are doing nine hours a day on cable and satellite platforms. Yeah. Which um, they're already doing, aren't they? They're already so, doing that, yeah. but they're, they're kind of expanding. And during that 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. bracket, mm-hmm. uh, they're shutting down three other channels, three other BBC channels, in order to make room for the HD content. Shutting them down, or...? Uh, during that time period. So. Were they on? I can't say I'd notice, but... Uh, <laughs> maybe they <laughs> were... missing out. Because they tend to only kick off around 6 o'clock in the evening, a lot of the, like the BBC 3, 4, 5, 6 or something. Right, yes. But I guess they, presumably they stop they're around... bandwidth midnight. all the yeah, time, though. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Um, also, uh, we talked a while back about these um, these phone-in quizzes and things that have been going mm. on. There's still, it takes so long for the legal system to catch up. People are starting to be fine now. And I think today, uh, GMTV, one of the, the yeah. producers of the morning show on ITV, uh, was fined £2 million. Um, but that was only a week after someone had been fined £250,000. Oh, which is... Uh, which was, that was the company that provided the phone-in service voting service. They were fined, but then... Mm-hmm. The company that actually fronted up to the consumers was also fined. Um, and it, I mean, I, I don't know what the maximum penalty is, but uh, the, uh, they discovered that GMTV had made something like twenty million pounds worth of revenue uh, off all voting, or just in off, the off the voting when when the winners had already been decided. Really, and they're only fined. I can't believe I why they're only fined. They should, they, have, they should have the whole lot taken off them. Plus and, interest. Uh, plus interest. Yeah, outrageous. And, uh, I'll take care of it for it. But him. also, there's no real way of giving money back. I know it's very so, difficult yeah. to uh, give money back in that, those cases because the, uh, they could just not run as many ads for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Is it? Uh, so, uh, so a few wacky things going on in the UK. Maybe I mean interactive TV. 
isn't dead as we talked about last week how there's mm-hmm. more you know new and exciting modes of interactivity coming online so that's that's good but as as always the uk is uh not exactly pioneering in hd it must be said you know, mm. career in the us and, and australia for years um the funny thing is in australia that it's uh whilst we've had high definition for a long time it's never really driven sales of hd sets or even hd pbrs or anything is it, is it like newly commissioned Koala programs, or is it just upsampled standard Koala programs? No, no, it's um, it's uh, there was a requirement that twenty hours a week you had to have HD simulcast, so the same programs in SD and in HD. But is that just upsampled SD, or is it? No, it's really proper. proper seven twenty or ten eighty. What were they? I think it varies depending on the, the broadcaster. The broadcaster. I okay. think one of them was in ten eighty. One of them was in seven twenty, uh, because one of them will focus more on sports, and one of them was focusing more on. Right, yeah. but again, that's very regulatory-driven. It's like, mm. you must do this. Mm. Uh, but it's never really driven Your the folks have an HD, HD set? Nope. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of sales of, you know, panels and so on. But, yeah. you know, the, people will buy these panels, but they're not by an HD... Uh, Ready or whatever. I guess they don't want any of them. But then uh, maybe that's changed mm. with the release of the PS3 and so on. But uh, if any, any listeners up-to-date listeners in Australia because, you know, I'm an expat now. <laughs> uh, let us know. Send us, send us some is feedback. It, are the lights still on? Down That's right. Oh, yeah. Is anyone still there? Yes. Um, more HD news internationally, of course. Mm. Um, Directive in the US launching 21 HD channels, um, including CNN um, and TBS, whatever that is. Um, CNN high definition. Is there really a point? I mean, seriously. It just gives the presenters a chance to have a bit more of plastic surgery and, <laughs> and you can see how bad those sort of video jock phone-ins from their mm-hmm. phones are mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, well, I guess that uh, th- what's important there is that brings direct TVs offering closer to the 100 high-definition channels they reckon amazing, they have by the end it? of the year. That's With quite 30 a national. So a lot of those massive. are local channels, simulcast local ah, news, right, local syndications. So, okay. Um, and there seems to be a bit of a battle HD. in the US as far as I understand it about who's offering the best quality HD yes. and the most HD because yes. that's now... It's America. Bigger, better. Yep. Bigger, better. I mean, just because you're in high definition doesn't mean it's necessarily good quality. Yeah, indeed. Um, more news as well on the international satellite operator theme. And obviously, DirecTV and EchoStar are the two heavyweights in the world scene today mm-hmm. of, um, mm-hmm. of satellite television. And EchoStar has acquired, or is acquiring, because it hasn't gone through yet, for $380 mm-hmm. million, Sling Media, the makers of the... The various sling boxes. Now, I initially thought that this was just a weird marriage. Like, why would a mm. why would an operator like Echo Star take take ownership of uh, something that's not not really in their best interest? But it turns out that Echo Star has actually been investing in sling uh, all the, all the way along, almost since the beginning. Yeah, that they've been a, a partner uh, supplying them with funding. They do buy quite a lot of technology companies. I've noticed Echo Star in Echo Star. Mm. Um, in fact, interestingly enough, it looks like they're looking at they're playing around with the idea of actually breaking apart their yeah, programming. Yeah, I read that too. They have a technology group and yeah. then a broadcasting yeah. group and a technology group because I think they also bought um, Arcos, didn't they? As well, I think or they've a, got a, stake a significant in Arcos. share in yeah, Arcos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, and I know always they've been quite different from other um, satellite operators. They've really designed all their set top box stuff in house. Right. They just get it made under the EchoStar brand by various parties, oh, but they right. they design, they do the software, they do the whole thing. Right, so this fits in with their strategy of actually trying to keep everything... Kind of, but it seems quite expensive. And I think in the same it's article about maybe splitting EchoStar up is mm-hmm. there was, I think it was a credit watch warning as well, 
on Echo really? Star after this saying, you know, that maybe they've extended themselves a little too far. Well, three hundred and eighty um, million dollars is uh Well, is it a lot of money? I mean it sounds in the sort of the billion dollar kind of <laughs> stuff it, it doesn't sound like a lot. But at the end of the day, I mean the other thing I heard about this um was that because Sling, which is let's face it, it's a very niche product, mm-hmm. uh, they have about a million they're not even subscribers, they've sold a million boxes. Right. And, that's it. and there's no recurring revenue whatsoever. No, no. And it's valued at that price. So this might put a kick in the pants of TiVo. Don't go out and buy True. the shares. This is not a recommendation. I do not recommend <laughs> it. They might go up or down. Um, TiVo has about nearly 4 million okay. customers. Right. And they have recurring revenue for yes. some of them. I know that some yes. of them have done the lifetime deal. but mm-hmm. So it kind of may, might give TiVo a kick in the pants. That's, that's what I read. Um, wow, okay. Interesting. So we'll watch and learn there, everybody. Watch and learn. Um, still on the uh, satellite operator side of things, um, Tata Sky uh, in India, who is currently, they've got just, I think, over a million subscribers or something. Um, they've got lots of dealers and they are aiming to launch a personal video recorder. Mm, now, this is ostensibly uh, a brief article about them offering a PVR, but what I think is more interesting is that uh, they've got 537 towns covered with 4,500 dealers. It's just such a different way to do business. No, it's just a massive country. Have you been to India? You, you went recently, have, didn't you? I mean, you just went to a bit of it. I have been to Bangalore and I've been to uh, Mumbai. Yeah. But uh, it, it looks like, you know, people really want the personal touch. Like they want their, yeah, their own personal local dealer. Well, you need to know the guy who's coming around to your house. True. Like Bob the installer. <laughs> um, so, yes. yeah, and also it's a massive country. Don't forget there's... True. Um, you know, four times the population of the US mm. in India. Mm. And the same population as China. Yep, in a small space in China. In a small yeah, space. True. It's a big old place. Don't forget that, folks. Mm. Um, Okie dokie. Um, content delivery. We've got a bit of news yeah, there. a few um, updates here. Free Fox shows on iTunes. I've actually talked about the iPhone in a minute, but I, we saw earlier on a um, bit of... Paul McCartney did a couple of... A free video and a free song on iTunes in the oh, UK because right. often free Fox shows on iTunes. It means free shock Fox shows on iTunes in the US. Yes, um, which I think <laughs> absolutely crazy. Uh, so I mean, it's it's now the time in the US, as I understand it, where mm. all the new TV shows kick off, and you know they're obviously trying to get listeners, pull them away from the shows that they know and love at the moment, and get them stuck into hooked into new shows. Uh, and so Fox are looking, uh, trying a different strategy here, and so episodes of five new shows, including. Uh, shows that I've never heard of before. Back to you till death, and Knoxville is it? I don't know, Kville. Um, yep. uh, commercial free, unlike the NBC one we talked about last week. Commercial free and for free on iTunes. Yeah, and presumably they last forever, whereas the the NBC ones self destruct and have ads in that you can't mm. fast forward through. Mm. Um, so it's an uh, interesting strategy there. I mean, obviously, they, this is where they put out a pilot and a couple of shows, and if yeah, people yeah. get hooked, then exactly. they will now watch from now until yep. um, twenty six weeks later. Yeah. Exactly. So it's very important that people try these new shows and, and get hooked in it if, if you know, Fox is to be yeah. successful with these shows. I mean, there's a lot of great content they make in the US that never actually gets p- much past the pilot. Mm. Uh, even though it's great content, if, it, if for whatever reason it doesn't, doesn't get picked up. Yeah, the aggression. Or, and and I know. think this is, this is a brave move and I think a good move by Fox to go out there and just try new, try new yeah, things. Try new and they things, can sell right. this through iTunes as well. And, and yeah. I mean, basically, if they weren't selling it through iTunes and it was a success... People will be downloading it from BitTorrent anyway. Exactly. And they get so no money. Precisely. So, yep. Um, and when you download something from BitTorrent, so I've been told, you don't often get the ads. 
That's right. They appear to have been missing. They, they, they appear to be missing. Miraculously, <coughs> yep. So there's not even any uh, revenue coming in there. Um, also, um, on the content news, I think Amazon launched an MP3 download service as well. Yes, indeed. Sure. In fact, uh, it's an it's an MP3 service, so it's actually DRM free. Right. Uh, that doesn't necessarily that doesn't mean it's not watermarked and have your details plastered all over it. Uh, for later recognition, if you happen to have distributed it, but in terms yeah. of DRMness, it uh, can play on obviously any MP3 player that you've got. Okay, but they have been done box, haven't they, or is that still going? I think unboxed is still going. Yeah, it's still is just barely creeping out of the box, but it's there. So maybe this is again MP3s. Don't know yep. what the library's like. Um, whether it's huge well, it's or supposed to be, it's supposed to be very comprehensive. And uh, from what I've heard, none of the prices are any more expensive than any iTunes price. Okay. And they're obviously much more variable than... Uh, oh, that's my iPhone. Sorry about this. <laughs> I don't know how to not answer it, though. Uh, just don't answer it? Yeah, I just won't answer it. <laughs> All these uh, <laughs> modern technologies. Amazing. Um, uh, so, but uh, following on from Sony's Connect service we were talking right. about last week, Virgin has unplugged their damn music download service, which... is a shame, because this is the first one we actually saw. You can There was kiosks in... Uh, in store Virgin Mega Stores so you, yep. go in you walk in there with your MP3 player yep. clickety clickety click put your credit card in and download the song straight onto your device which I think is a fantastic idea yeah. uh, well, it's no no different I suppose from going in with your device and uploading your photos for printing it's just kind of the same thing in exactly. reverse really, isn't it exactly uh, but Obviously they've decided clearly they're not making any money from it so it's going to close on Friday the 28th of September mm. which is tomorrow well, that's one of the things that surprises me in the UK, in the high street. There's so many... I mean, it seems like every third shop is a phone shop. Yep. I mean, how do they sustain so much of a retail presence? Yeah. In, I mean, because in the UK, I mean, it's not like India, where there's a growth market, mm. I would think. I mean, there's already, I believe, more than one mobile phone for every single person in the UK. Well, so, that's that's why everyone's buying, you know... Blackberries and smartphones and well, newer phones, phones, but it's second phones or yeah. upgrading. So this whole upgrading thing, and I hope they're recycling them and send them off and getting a bit of cash for them. I'm doing that <laughs> yeah. now, but you can get money for old phones. Uh-huh. Um, but it just it just seems bizarre. So they've got to have some other way of using that retail outlet mm-hmm. to make money, mm. um, whether that's through pop ups or getting music or video or something. I think there's there's scope for doing that, but it's probably mm. going to be for mm. You know, HD movies or something like that, something which isn't that easy to download. It's probably quicker to go down to your local store. Get up. That's true. Um, although, obviously, you know, if you're on Netflix or Amazon or one of these DVD delivery services, they'll already just mail you a Blu-ray or HD disc, but you can't readily watch that. I don't know. Do you think there's a market for people wandering around physically buying stuff like that anymore? Like, when's it no, become so not easy? Not buying, but if you could rent it, if you could take... I mean, it's obviously a lot easier if they just mail it to you. Mm. Um... But then, if they mail it to you, then you have to have a Blu-ray or an HD player. Mm-hmm. Um, are you really going to watch it on you? I mean, if you have a TV with a sticky attachment, you could just stick a sticky thing in the side and watch mm. it on your TV. Um, but it's like creating a new media. That's true. A universal media storage thing that you could plug into something which doesn't exist today. Sounds like there's a market there. We should rush off and paint that. I think you? we should. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> well, not because we told everyone now. Oh, <laughs> too late. Um, anyway. Um, so that's one thing. Also, uh, I picked up just before we, we kicked off here uh, that um, a couple of Apple TV wannabes or just media mm-hmm. extenders mm-hmm. Um, from Linksys, um, one with a DVD player and one without, mm-hmm. um, 
And I think D, are D Link and Linksys the same. No, no, D, D Link same is, outfit. D Link is different. Linksys is Cisco's. One's Cisco and one's D Link. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what they're going to retail for about, in the US, for about $300 to $350. So it's more than the Apple TV, which I think is $299. So they've right. got built in Wi Fi, um, 1080i outputs, whereas the I guess the Apple TV is only 720p. Mm-hmm. Um, supporting Windows Media, DivX, XVID, um, and photos and music, obviously. Um, Sounds pretty neat. Yeah, and D Link recently added 200 channels of internet TV to its media lounge. Um, which are, well, yeah. Media Lounge is the, the Microsoft name now for Microsoft TV, isn't it? Yeah. So it's an active TV lineup. It includes programming for thirty-six US channels. Everything. Roo TV is that something to do with Australia again? I'm not really sure. Oh, there we go. Um, all sorts right. of okay. eBay TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't believe that. And in international channels from fourteen countries, including the BBC and other networks. Wow. Um, Taiwan, Spain, France, Japan, Korea, Norway. So it looks like it's. Um, Okay, it's so like this a, is actually, an Apple TV thing that doesn't just play your local Apple media, TV. but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, but provides it's actually a streaming stuff, streaming kind of TV. It, there's wow. no details about whether you need to pay for the stuff you get. Um, I don't think it's the sort of stuff you'd pay for. Yeah, and it's eight hundred two eleven N as well. It's wow. uh, um, right. so Linksys well, is a media center with an ups, upscaling DVD player, which is nice, mm-hmm. with a dual band wireless and extender for Windows Media Center, combining extender for Media Center with DVD playback. Hmm. Put it in a, in a single device, so it looks quite foxy. No details whether that's going to be released outside the, uh, the US, but it certainly looks like a an interesting cool. device. And I met some chap in the industry a few well, a month or two back, and he said that the media extenders they've got today are just flying off the shelves because it's still quite niche, right? Um, but people kind of want them. Um, hmm. But I mean, even sling boxes—if they could sell a million sling boxes—and sell everything. Fantastic. Exactly. So, um, you've got something here about IPTV isn't, or infrastructure is not ready for prime time. Yeah, course, now, um, I originally thought this was interesting, and then having a little read of it now, I think it's actually quite boring, but... Uh, <laughs> well, please share it with me, Ian, it sounds so boring. <laughs> I guess what, what it's really saying is, you know, how we've been talking for quite, quite some time that, uh, you know, you just need the bandwidth and you need the infrastructure in place for doing IPTV, and the article's pretty much saying... It's not there. It's not there yet, but, you know, we, we kind of know that, and uh, I think um, as time goes by... Um, you know, obviously, IPTV is another way of getting content to your yeah. viewers when there's no other means of doing it. If you're on the so wrong the side of the mountain, the not there. People satellite. start saying, "Oh, we can transmit it at more comp- higher compression rates." And I yeah. think this is this is an article as broadcast international companies claiming they can reduce the bandwidth requirements. So, right, okay. you know, if the if the network bottleneck is too narrow, they can mm-hmm. still get really good quality through it. Mm-hmm. Um, is well, it too narrow, or can they just not guarantee the QoS or content delivery? Both, you know? I think. And I think that the problems, the problem fundamentally with most IPTV infrastructure, as in most you know, telephony infrastructure, mm. is it's normally quite old, and yeah. know, ten years is is a long time in in technology terms. Well, the um, the procurement guys decided they could save money by putting aluminium wires out there and not copper, and they're exactly. oxidizing well, nicely, and you know, exactly, exactly. Those good old Victorian jobs. And uh, my prediction there is that WiMAX is in fact. The next IPTV infrastructure of choice. Yeah, as long as you live very close to an antenna. But I think that's going to change. Like uh, they just did a demo in, uh, I think it's Chicago this week mm-hmm. at uh, WiMAX World or some other <laughs> associatedly <laughs> named. Damn, we missed that one. <laughs> named uh, conference and uh, Sprint's Zoom is it's spelled X O H M, and I think that's how it's pronounced, but I'm not really right. sure. Uh, they did a demonstration with uh, four towers, four masts, I guess. Yeah. 
and they stuck a bunch of journalists and people on a boat right. with laptops and associated things and the uh, the bandwidth they got through that was 3 megabits down and 1.5 megabits up sure uh, don't know about the sharing <laughs> bit but <laughs> nevertheless like the, you, yeah. know, you can imagine that for portable devices but I mean I think there could be a business challenge there because you've got all these you know someone has to put the towers up now the towers that are up there today mm-hmm. are the cell phone operators mm-hmm. who've invested probably a lot in 3G networks yep or their television bots who yep. just spend all the money already. So yep. if and they don't have as much coverage because you need quite a lot of density for WiMAX to work. Do you reckon I thought it was less? But maybe well, I think we that. need it's probably less than mobile, but more than uh, TV. Yeah, well, which, much more than TV. Absolutely. Yeah, so which puts you in a yeah, kind yeah. of in a space where yep. maybe FM radio or something. But then, but they're not generally networked; they're localized. So you'd need free. to have a to have a uh, wireless N cloud, WiMAX cloud, with 16E actually, isn't it? A wireless cloud around a big area you're going to need a lot of that's true coverage. but to compare that to getting uh, fibre to every telephone exchange and oh, putting big, your own yeah, yeah, yeah. in and then well, unbundling I'm, I'm and a big believer in wireless last mile you'd think is going to be less expensive than digging the road up that's for sure that's my theory that's for sure that's my theory so let's um, crack on with the old iPhone mobile. so I was in Atlanta picked you up an iPhone brought it back here yep you eventually got 10 minutes and you <laughs> Hacked it. Well, I mean, obviously, for those of you who don't know, the iPhone is only released in North America, mm-hmm. um, and you can buy it in an Apple store where you got mine. Yes, indeed. Or you can go to an AT and T shop, phone shop, and Correct. say, "Look, I'd like an Apple phone," and they'll sign you up. Now, if you buy one at uh, an Apple store, it comes just sort of fresh in the box. Mm-hmm. Thanks for resisting opening it, Ian. Um, <laughs> comes fresh in the box, and you plug it into your iTunes, and it says. Actually, I didn't, I didn't even get that far. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, you ha- I had to upgrade the firmware on it, which you can right. do by just putting it into, you, you press all the buttons and stuff, and it goes into, please connect me to a, an iTunes restore. It puts mm. some firmware on. And then um, you have to kind of register the phone. Right. Not with AT&T, though. You have to sort of make it think it's been registered, which, uh-huh. and I'm not exactly a, a, a hackmeister here, so I downloaded <laughs> a bit of software from... Mm-hmm. I don't know, iPhone dev team dot com or something. Mm-hmm. Just run that, and then it unlocks it. It basically registers your phone, right? So then iTunes will see it. Okay. At this stage, it then becomes like a fancy iPod. You can synchronize songs and all that kind okay. of stuff with it, right? But you can't make phone calls uh-huh. because it's and it comes with a built-in AT and T SIM card, and you just press it. There's a little hole in the top. You put a paper clip in, and it pops out. Pull it out, right? Um, but then what you need to do is you have to. Um, make the phone writable so you have to what they call is jailbreak the phone mm-hmm. you have to make the file system writable which mm-hmm. you run another just a GUI based app click you know, it talks to the you have to dismiss iTunes there and then it goes mm-hmm. oh, okay you know, gets the old <laughs> keys out unlocks the phone uh, and then you have to um, you then run another you can run a GUI based app which essentially copies um, some fairly hefty resources onto the phone right. which is like the BSD file system and some other Things that, so it can work more as a um, computer, I suppose, rather than an embedded device. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you run this thing. It sounds a bit <laughs> it involved, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> then, then you down. Having done that, you mm. basically can then upload files to the phone. You upload a, a, right. a third-party application onto the phone, uh-huh. which is called SimFree. Click that. That then does a. Uh, essentially, I think it patches the firmware. It finds mm-hmm. out which is the bit which makes it specifically AT and T centric, right, and then changes patches that, that to okay. kind of working with anyone, right. And then 
and that takes quite a while and there's this little display on the screen saying just wait <laughs> this is take about 20 minutes and then you wait and you wait and you wait and you have to make sure it's connected to wi-fi as well because it has to do this over, it has to download more things over wi-fi yeah, right. um and then 25 minutes later it said ching and, and it, i did have a few sweaty moments where i thought i was going to end up with a <laughs> with very hybrid. expensive paperweight yeah. um, but yeah it's it's i'm very happy with it um it is a, I mean, you had a little play beforehand. Yeah, it's and quite... you played with uh, one in the shop. I had, I had a brief look in the shop, but, you know, to be honest... Store. It's an Apple store. <laughs> Actually seeing it in real life here, it is... The, the user interface is quite amazing. Mm. The, the graphics are very responsive and it's very, very fast. Yeah, there are a few kind of things where you think you can turn it on its side and it doesn't seem to do much. But, uh, and I'm just surprised and stunned at how many... Third-party utilities have appeared to mm, the extent where I've got this. You saw already on. I've got this sort of self-installer mm. where you, you just click, click on it. It connects run. to the it's internet, fantastic. finds what's available there, and says, yeah. "Oh, you can install this, this, and this if you like." Bang, and you can install them. And the amazing thing I think is that the the third these third-party apps mm. look just as good as the Apple ones. They look some beautiful. of them are a bit cheesy. Okay, um, so you were showing me <laughs> the good ones, right? Yeah, okay. some of them are a bit <laughs> cheesy, but I mean, uh, there's. Um, True Phone is a, I think it's a, it seems to be a UK UK company that does voice over right. IP. Mm-hmm. They're claiming they've got a beta of an alpha version of an iPhone VoIP client. Right, because they have um, a, at the moment. I mean, I had a look at them and they they do Symbian clients, so they've obviously done a port for the yeah, iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I think the challenge there is to basically reroute the voice stuff mm. away from the G, the GSM yeah, yeah, yeah. bit and towards the Wi-Fi. So you have to do yep. some fairly major data path switching, I guess, in the mm. phone. Mm. I mean, you saw some of the demo apps I showed you there. They've, someone's already got the sensor. Yeah, they can, they can read the sensor stuff. Yeah. Um, amazing. There's another app I didn't show you, which is where you take a photograph of someone and you can put uh, pirate. Um, you can put like a hat on them and a moustache <laughs> oh, right, and a beard okay. and a parrot, uh-huh. and you can just click, and then it sends an email. So all the linkages are there. Oh, right, so okay. Use the camera, use the peripherals. Right. Um, so if you can actually, and I'm just getting phoned the whole time. <laughs> so if you can, I can't have to ignore if you that. actually get hold of the audio and audio send and receive from the phone and then be able to you know encode it in software I guess and then route yeah. it over SIP then you well someone's done a voice recorder already oh okay then you can, can you can say voice notes right? Right? so okay. you know I think it's relatively or they've really uncovered how to do it which uh, consider it's all unsupported by Apple yeah that's uh, and the few people I have shown it to a lot of people start drooling and say oh well, maybe I should get one but there is mm-hmm. this concern that the next firmware update and I have found one bug actually when if you rotate the camera whilst Switching between viewing your photos and going to camera, it displays weirdly on the screen. But um, mm-hmm. but so there are, there are bugs in it. It's got three firmware updates in it at the moment. But when you get a new firmware update, yes, it could brick the phone. Mm. I think Apple has said they won't. Um, you know, I don't think they're trying to brick the phones, the hacked ones. Right. They're yeah. just saying they won't support it. So you know, I, if I you've got one enough, that isn't the standard release, then. Yeah, I mean, however they could be if the I mean we've heard a lot about revenue shares with yeah. O2 in the UK it's like yeah. up to 40% of the build amount or something which is that's horrendous so that's, it, it could be worth their while to actually go out there mm. you know, and hunt down the hackers and yeah, get them to if you're to, not on O2 then boof well, but I'm not sure I'd go to O2 I mean where I live we can't get O2 yeah so, so it's, it's a non-issue for you really isn't yeah it? and I think O2 I mean the, the other thing is it's the Wi-Fi connection is very good but when there isn't one you really do notice when you go back to GPRS. Right. It's like really yep. slow. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it is a bit, you think, how do they do all that in a small? It's amazingly small. small. And yeah. you kind of, it's a bit like an ad I saw years ago and say, oh, by the way, it's a phone too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it <laughs> doesn't. All stuff oh, and no. like, oh, it actually takes phone calls. Um, Incredible. And I like the way it stores all my contacts as well, although I do have a synchronization issue, but that's a common 
Mm. One thing. I need to probably reset it, but I'm slightly worried about resetting it <laughs> in case it goes <laughs> it doesn't back come to back. <laughs> Exactly. So, so we also um, heard that uh, Starbucks are going to give away millions of iTunes songs. So you rock up to a Starbucks, you get free Wi-Fi in order to in go the to US. Apple Store store in the US. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then you can... I have actually seen get- some um, some content on the phone where it's a link through to stuff formatted, in fact, for a video iPod. Right. It was a money-saving tip thing or something. Mm-hmm. You click on that and it comes up with a screen on the iPhone saying, uh, please check with Apple to upgrade your phone because it won't... Current right. firmware won't let you watch streaming media over from the iTunes or in right. iTunes store format. Does it have the iTunes Buy Music? No, it doesn't. That's okay. what, that's the next upgrade. Next you, upgrade see. Right. you can watch YouTube clips on it, but that's okay. obviously a special version. But if you want to watch iTunes stuff, streaming iTunes content, yep. which I guess radio yep. and things like that, yeah, you need to have the new firmware, which is now yet. Mm. But I won't be upgrading to the new firmware. Until you sure certain, <laughs> they have promised the development community have promised they'll develop some software which will put your back your phone back into the sort of fresh from the box state. Oh, cool. Well, so that's all right then. You so can you can whatever you've done, you can say, oh, I don't know, plug it into this, turn it back to normal, fresh from the box. Okay, yeah. and I'd like to upgrade this. Um, because Fair it, you know, obviously Apple was saying it voids all your warranties and all these kinds of things. Yeah, well, I think you know from a. Uh, it's just such a great My cat platform. was just hitting the, on the keyboard. What was I supposed <laughs> to do? I couldn't help that. I mean, I, I think it's disappointing, in fact, that Apple haven't opened it up to make it easy for third-party people to write applications. Even if you have to pay a fee to do how it How much would they have done if they had? Exactly. I mean, they've done a huge amount of stuff in a couple of months. And they've been given zero help from Apple. Exactly. So I think that's... Um, or zero, you know, above-board help. Maybe there's... Yeah, maybe they've got a few friends in Apple. Yeah, sure ex-Apple employees or something. <laughs> and again, being based on open standards... Um, mm. BSD kind of file system and stuff it makes it easy for people they don't know there's no guesses exactly okay so on to on to gaming and it's been a big week in gaming too it has so we've had Halo 3 being have released. you seen a Halo 3 yet? Uh, I've seen all the pictures of people going to a launch party for a game can you believe this? <laughs> we had people um, I think yeah Carmen Electra was playing someone in London last night or something on oh right Halo pretending 3. to be in the game or something yeah they right. were I don't know some sports, oh, right. sports. Yeah. Carmen Electra I guess she's an actress. Uh, well, actor. You might uh, no, not really. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right? Not really. Okay. Um, and yeah, I saw it yesterday actually because someone at work got a. Um, Any good? Look nice. Yeah, it looked okay. I mean, it was a six, sixty-inch was... LCD display with people <laughs> going, "Oh, look at Master Chief floating things around," and yeah, it was yeah. all there was good physics in it, lighting. Nice. When you were driving your June buddy buggy along the beach, yeah. there wasn't sand kicking out the back. Oh, what? This is like third generation consoles here. Yeah, expecting what's at least going that. on? I was expecting something MotorStorm style sand flying everywhere, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I heard that the graphics were great, but not anything astounding. It, yeah, I mean, it, you know? it didn't strike me as wow. I mean, yeah. yes, it's the third. It's the third installment. I think the wow factor is. I think if my numbers are wrong, it took out like 174 million dollars in the first day. So that's all the pre-orders. Oof. That's Which amazing. is more than any movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it just proves how big... But there's a big desire for this game, and I think now. Microsoft are hoping this is going to pull through into more console sales. Well, that's the theory. We'll see, I mean, we'll see in a couple of weeks' time when we look yeah. at the... You know, we'll go back and have a look at the console stats, and uh, we'll be able to mm. see if, in fact, it did pick up. And I think you're probably right, because, like with most of these things, you need a reason to want to buy these consoles. Yeah. And uh, with the Wii, you know, it, it came out with one with Wii Sports. Good reason. In the US, though, apparently don't get Wii Sports. 
Uh, not bundled with it. Yeah, yeah you've got to yeah, buy it with it. Buy, but, yeah. you know, that, there's a game that's a reason for actually buying mm, the console. Mm. Halo 3, you know, if you've been an Xbox uh, devotee and, yeah. you know, you're holding off on buying the Xbox 360, now Halo 3's out, you might go, ah, well, I'll grab the console and the game and, you know, off we go. Time to go if it's a, a bit older. But uh, I guess the reliability thing's out there as well. In terms of the actual 360 boxes, Yeah, yes. yeah, I, hopefully that's back now. Um, or it's, it's okay. Um, my PS... Three had an upgrade actually, which I haven't done yet. But I noticed last night I was watching a movie last night, mm-hmm. which is an upsample DVD. But mm-hmm. it said, "Oh, there's an upgrade available." Oh. But it didn't seem to be too exciting. It adds <laughs> the ability to do smiley faces on chat, which well. I've got no PS3 friends. <laughs> I don't do any chatting, Sad. and and fixes a few other things. But uh, uh, now, out in the UK, the uh, PSP, the new slim PSP, is, is out. out in the UK. It's out in the UK. I didn't know that. I know I did read that in Japan it has sold as many as the original PSP sold in the first week. Serious? Yeah. Uh, uh, one hundred and seventy thousand or something. So it's, wow. it's it's sold as many as the um, as the original. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, the uh, in the UK they've sold seventeen thousand units in the first week, which is not a bad not I a bad seen number. It, though. I mean, I, I, did you check yours out? Have you did you turn it on to see if the battery was still working? I haven't turned it on yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my list of things to do. And, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen the reviews of it. They reckon it's thinner, lighter, feels more kind of toy-like. Um, but, but it's uh, the same. does the same sort of Still stuff. UMD drives, right? There's no... Yeah. They've added more memory to try and improve load times because load times off the optical disc have always been... It's always been terrible. Crappy. And it's There's apparently in cash. some games it impo- improves it a little bit, but... Okay. Not, not a big deal. Wait but, and see. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some peripherals that will only work with that, that version as well. Probably quite true. Um, more women gamers than men. That's rubbish. Well, apparently, since uh, the Wii has come out and uh, really, it's really started to skew the uh, male-female ratio in terms of gaming, so you're seeing women playing games like Dance Dance Revolution and Guitar Hero. Yep. Uh, women under 35 who want to do something fun and social. Uh, and the Wii itself has... Uh, this is one of the guys who's doing research in this stuff, says that uh, the Wii has really caused caused a... Democratization. Thank you. Of gaming because <laughs> it's opened up all the generations and both genders. There's another wacky one here though. The survey also found out that the majority of respondents, 55%, could imagine feeling okay without an internet connection for a few days at most. <laughs> Only about a fifth, well, an 18% could go without access for a full week. Well, that's what we're I hearing about the US now that people are actually spending more time online and doing online type stuff than actually spending it with real people. What was the other one here? The survey shows that time spent with new digital technologies eats not only into time spent with traditional media, but also into physical activity, face-to-face socialising, and even sex. There you go. So it's like... <laughs> In the internet, it's better than sex. Yeah, well, I can see. 18% <laughs> couldn't go was. without it for a full week. I mean... <laughs> could, you, James, could you go without the internet for a full week? Well, I, I have regularly when I've been on holiday, but even then, on holiday have now, you, you feel can like even... You've, you've been kind of out of touch. Uh, yeah, well, if you're on holiday, sometimes you think, oh, i better check the email. Ah, or whatever. There you go. You know, we live in a connected get world. Get to your Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> now, interestingly enough, now that you mentioned Facebook, they've uh, reckon they've sold 5% to Microsoft. Really? Just for breaking uh, news? A couple of hundred million dollars? Because they were holding out, weren't they? Yeah, they've always said they want to stay independent, but uh, this puts a value on Facebook of around $10 billion. Okay. Which, uh, luckily, they held out from selling to Yahoo for $1 billion. Well, MySpace was $650 million. Yeah, which seems like a positive bargain right now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, very interesting. Quite wild. Um, 
Okay, and one other thing, I guess iPling, which you said was a Facebook ripoff. I was. It seems to be a location-based service. Yeah, I might have actually been slightly wrong about that. But it's kind of like what I'm doing and where I am and what's good. You can't get it in the US. Yes, and have an iPhone. What is that? Well, I have an iPhone, (laughs) but I'm not in the US. So, and I did have a look at it, but you actually have to enter in a US phone number. Yeah, so I was. I couldn't think of the US. So there's quite a few of these mashup type services. What do you do with this? Like, it finds people around you that like the same things or something. Yeah, I mean, iPling. There's like Looped and other stuff. There's you basically, I think it's a combination of blogging, photographing, right? Where you are, what's good, reviewing. Right. Uh, there's a few other ones. I can't remember the name. Where they, it's, it's like a bit of you know, flash mobs they had in the old mm. days. Where mm-hmm. they still do them. Where you'd say, oh, we do text everybody, yeah, right, turn up at this time wearing a purple hat or something. Uh-huh. Um, similar things to that, but saying you know, I'm in this area. Tell me who's here. That's on my social net, extended social network. Right. That's cool. Um, so like That's a cool. Twitter, but a location-based kind of Twitter. You have to know a lot of people. Kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, people don't move around much, really, do they? Mm, well, and, and a lot of these social networking things, it's member get member. So if you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, well, this is where all the buzz is at the moment. It's all social networking connectivity. Yeah, and it's, if you don't have a Facebook account, you've got no life. There you go. <laughs> well, you can't have a life because you're too busy you're updating too busy your updating your Facebook account. So. All right, well, we better finish up for this week, I think. Yeah, more than enough to talk about. And uh, fingers crossed my iPhone will still be working next week. Indeed. All right, well, uh, if you've got any feedback, send it to us at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Good talking with you, James. Yeah, Have a great week. And you week. in, and thanks for listening, and catch up with you later. So it's bye from me. And bye from Ian. Bye.